These days, everything's customized to you, from your TV show recommendations to your smart speaker. Isn't it time your trading platform was too? Say hello to Thinkorswim. Thinkorswim is fully customizable, so you can create your own indicators, perform technical analysis, and use personal predictions to forecast the values of stocks you care about. Get a tailor-made trading experience with Thinkorswim. Learn more at tdameritrade.com slash thinkorswim. TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Member SIPC. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSCs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we are broadcasting live from the hermetically sealed Tab Computer Systems Radio Studio in lovely East Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. So feel free to get online and know you're all not doing anything. You're just hanging out. So a uh, great time to cuddle up with your computer. And uh, if you have any issues or you want to talk about how to access your systems remotely or what have you, we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, and questions. So, Bob, you had some news for us? Yeah, I got a few articles here if we need them. All right. Uh, Dyson designs and builds new type of ventilator for coronavirus patients in 10 days. Wow. So they actually went from the drawing uh the drawing board, the drawing right, to board design, right, right to manufacturing. Right to manufacturing in 10 days. That's not bad. Yeah. The appliance maker is reportedly supplying 10,000 of its Covent ventilators to the U.K.'s National Health Service. Dyson uh, reportedly designed and built a new ventilator in 10 days called, yeah, I almost just said that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, a ventilator supports a patient who's no longer able to maintain their own airways. But sadly, there's currently a significant shortage uh, both in the U.K. and other countries, including the U.S. Mm -hmm. and around the world. James Dyson reportedly wrote in a letter to employees, the race is now on to get into production. The ventilators will be ready in early April, according to CNN, with Dyson also set to donate 5,000 Covent machines globally. Very good. So, Well, in other news, you guys have been noticing as you've been working from home, uh, broadband speeds are plunging over 40%. In some of these cities out there, there's a company called Ukla that does speed testing. You're all probably doing speed testing, wondering why your performance is so poor. And it's because you're all on the Internet. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, we're all on the Internet. At the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so the broadband speeds that were promised you by your broadband companies can't be delivered. So just think of the, hi the highways that we have now are wide open. But you're all stuffing up the internet, the information superhighway. So I guess Al Gore didn't plan for that. And uh, if you want to check this out, we'll put the link up here for you. But basically, uh, they did they analyzed 88 of 200 cities, and have noticed some some network degradation over the past uh, week compared with 10 weeks prior. So they're able to actually tell um, the areas that are being hardest hit, and they had listed a few uh, a few cities that are being the hardest hit, Oxnard and uh, Austin, Winston-Salem, uh, have all dropped their broadband speed averages down to 44 uh, megabits or 46 megabits. So it's not you. It's it's basically the Internet itself is buckling. Um, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll hold up 
and I'm sure it will. Uh, but it is definitely being stress tested. Uh, you might have noticed on the East Coast, Google lost us a router and uh, brought all sorts of services down. Uh, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, we had talked about the fact that YouTube was going to limit video quality in the UK. The UK had asked them to do so because, again, those videos take up bandwidth. And anytime you try to stream something at 1080p or 4K especially, it's literally like multiple Mack trucks trying to get down the, that highway. I know here in Connecticut where just weeks ago we were vilifying the Mack trucks. Uh, now all of a sudden they're our saviors. We were going to toll tax them to death. Now we love them. Um, same thing happens when you download a 4K video. Those Mack trucks are stuffing the, 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 the uh, pipe of the internet with your 4K video. So please stop streaming your 4K video. You, I promise you, you really can't tell the difference anyways. Um, that's just me, but I can't tell the difference really between a 4K video and a 1080p video. They're both high definition, but uh, I was getting Facebook folks responding to me, Eric, they only, they're only going to do this in the UK. Well, I brought it up because I figured it was coming here, and uh, it is coming here. So YouTube will limit the video quality around the world for a month, which is probably a good thing. You'll still be able to see videos, just not in super high definition. What do you got, Bob? Anything else you want to bring up? Yeah, two GM plants will build ventilators and masks to help fight COVID-19 pandemic. A plant in Indiana will build the ventilators, while a previously closed plant in Michigan will manufacture surgical masks. Uh, General Motors was the first U.S. automaker to officially lend a hand to the coronavirus pandemic after it announced a partnership with Ventec to expedite production of ventilators. Yet GM's going further and plans to build the machines in-house. Nice. On Friday, the automaker said it already started retooling its plant in Kokomo, Indiana, to build ventilators in partnership with Ventec. Previously, the efforts only went as far as GM lending purchasing logistics mm -hmm. and manufacturing expertise to the company. The shift to build the machines in-house is a big one, and it com but it comes as COVID-19 which the coronavirus causes, continues to spread in the U.S. Right. Well, that's good news. And other news out there, Taiwan is uh, leveraging your technology. So geofencing uh, is a technology whereby for advertisers, even like let's say if you wanted to advertise on Computer Talk, uh, we have a podcast, right? So that podcast can be heard all over the, all over the world, frankly. Uh, but let's say you're somewhere in Florida and you wanted to tell people to come to your coffee shop. Uh, you could geofence that area of Florida with uh, your radio spot and folks listening to our podcast that were in that specific geofence, let's say it's, you know, St. Petersburg, uh, would, would get your spot. Geofencing now in Taiwan is being used to quarantine um, folks. Uh, so if you actually find yourself outside of the geofence that the Taiwan, uh, the Taiwan officials have set for you, you could be arrested. Um, and of course, just don't let your battery die uh, because then, of course, the police will be uh, coming to your door as well. But it is an interesting way to manage the entire population by saying, okay, Bob lives, you know, we've, we all know Bob lives in Bristol. I live in Southington. I'm going to geofence those guys. So if they go outside of Southington or outside of Bristol, then the police can come and track you down. A little scary. Um, the technology does exist, though. Obviously, if you turn off your phone, you'll be able to move past the geofence, but they're going to have to explain it to the, the officer when he asks you for not your papers, please, but your phone system, please. <laughs> okay. 
So it's uh, it's coming to a uh, you know, future near you, I suspect. And one other thing before we go to the break here that I could not believe here. 77-year-old fined for playing Pokemon Go amid Spain's coronavirus lockdown. What are you thinking? So this guy's out there catching Pokemon. Pokemon is a game designed for little kids. Neither, neither, you know, fine. If you like playing Pokemon, that's great. But you're supposed to be in quarantine. We're supposed to be. We're all trying to stay in, in house to save folks who are generally older and more susceptible. And you go out trying to catch Pokemon. And uh, he literally got a ticket. He was arrested uh, and uh, was given a ticket uh, for uh, catching Pokemon. And uh, basically, they're not taking they're not taking this lightly here. And uh, Clearly, the guy playing Pokemon was. So, you know, come on. We all got to work together to get through this. And uh, if you're not going to take it seriously, what do you, how do you expect anybody else to take it seriously? But, of course, he, you know, Pokemon could contribute to this, right? Can, Pokemon Go could stop off releasing the little Pokemon characters for you to catch. But they haven't done that, have they, Bob? <laughs> So it is what it is. So we're going to step out for a quick break. We've got the calls coming in. Uh, we've got Eric, John, and Greg. And, of course, one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be here till right through to 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here until 11 o'clock, and we'll do our best to take your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, and let's get right to your calls. We're going to go, uh, looks like Eric in Berlin first. Morning, Eric. Morning. What can we do for you, sir? Yeah, I have a couple computers I want to uh, recycle. What should I do to them before I turn them in? Should I take out the hard drives? Definitely take out the hard drive. So what you can do is you can format the hard drive, number one. Just do a basic format command. That'll erase the data electronically. You're not using a tool like BleachBit, like uh, our former Secretary of State did, but you'll format the hard drive. Then you can, yes, take the hard drive out of the computer and drill it, drill a hole in it. Use safety glasses. And then once you're done with that, you can then include the hard drive with your recycling. So the uh, recycling company will, will then take the bits and pieces of it. They, can't get, they won't be able to get any data off of it because you've done some serious damage to it. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And with some of the places you can go to uh, by, uh, by, uh, is uh, Green Monster in West Hartford is uh, a company we use for the recycling here at TAB, and it works out. They do a good job. Let's uh, speaking of West Hartford. Let's go to John in West Hartford. What's going on, John? John, you there? John, you listening? I guess I'll put John on hold and uh, move on to Greg in Nagatuck. What's going on, Greg? Good you morning, there, Greg? guys. Mo good morning, sir. What's up? Uh, it's not really a good morning, but any anyway. I hear you. I have a. Um, I have a three-year-old Dell computer, and it's a right. good one. It's it's got the got the best stuff going. In any case, a couple of weeks ago, down in the um, down in the taskbar, down in the lower uh, uh, left, you got the icons that have uh, volume and, and signal strength and, and and that stuff. Just started to blink on and off, 
just just that area, not the uh, not the um, uh, the time or or, or or date or anything, but just those those icons. But everything worked okay. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, "This and uh, this isn't good." But, but. So anyway, I used the computer. Now this week, added in now, I'll be on the computer, and the screen is okay. And then all of a sudden, intermittently, the screen will blink to a white screen with a bunch of vertical colored bars in it. Then it'll blink back to the uh, to the you know to the to the page I'm on. And it'll go on for like a half hour, blinking back and forth, back and forth, and then then it'll clear up. It'll slowly stop and it'll work. Hmm. But then at any other time again, I can shut the computer off, restart it, whatever. At any other time, intermittently, the darn screen, you know, goes to white with stripes and back. Yeah, I'm afraid to ask <laughs> any. Any clue? Uh, it could be a couple of things. Is um, this a, a laptop? Or, it's a laptop. A laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be that the RAM is starting to fail. So okay. it could be that you need to replace the RAM because that's tied in, is integrated into your video. Uh, more than likely, the video card on your uh, laptop is starting to fail. So what you could try to do is... Uh, Plug in a uh, external monitor if you have one, and see if the same thing happens on your external monitor. Oh, okay. So if your yep. external monitor works without a blip, but your, um, you know, your laptop screen still does it, then it's the video card. Video card, okay. Right. If your that, laptop still does it, actually, it's your monitor than the laptop that went. If the video card works on an external monitor, then your video card's okay, right, Bob? Uh. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he had that backwards. Say that again, guys. So, again, if you plug in the external monitor and your video is clean, the video card inside the computer is okay. Okay. All right? That's the key. If your your monitor is still messed up um, on on the laptop itself after you've tested that, then you know that the monitor on the laptop is going, and I would not recommend paying any money to, to repair it or replace it. I was afraid of that. Just just too much money, huh? How old is it? Three years old. Oh, that's too bad. That's too short a time. I yeah, mean, it's right it there is. on the edge. That's, that's why I said to you, I'm afraid to ask, because I had a feeling it's probably some kind of hardware problem. I shake the thing around, or, you know, that doesn't do it. It just plain does it by itself, you know, when it yeah. wants to. But it's getting more and more frequent, so. Yeah, you plug the external monitor in. Again, you can always run with an external monitor all the time. You could just keep using that computer with an external you literally close the top of the laptop, plug an external keyboard in, external monitor, and if it all works, you're good. Okay, now I'm connecting an external monitor, which I can get a hold of. How, how do I connect that in, into, the, into my computer? Well, you have to have a video port. There needs to be some sort of HDMI uh, video port uh, on the uh, laptop for you to plug on into. On the laptop, okay, HDMI. Yeah. That's probably what you'll find. You could find something else, though. It could be VGA, which would be a blue connector. Right. Okay. So look at, read your manual. It'll tell you. It'll tell you what you have for connectivity. Thank you very much, guys. I do appreciate your help and All keep right. it up. Yeah, and cheer up there, bud. We'll get through this. <laughs> yeah, better days are coming anyway. Well, just think. Just, just think. It. You can go to the grocery store now and get plastic bags again. 
<laughs> yeah, you can yeah, put your food right. in nice, clean, disposable bags like we should have in the first place. Isn't that? It's a, that's an upside. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Things are looking up. <laughs> they, they, they will be eventually, that's for sure. Yeah. Again, thank you very much. Our pleasure. All right, let's move on to uh, Jack in Glastonbury next. Hey, Jack. Hi, how you guys doing? Good, how are you doing, sir? Good. Hey, I've got a question. I've read about these things before where, where you use your PC. They let uh, a, a company like a scientific company or, or a scientific organization, university or whatever, uh, they steal cycles off of your machine when you're not busy. Well, stealing's a strong word. They borrow. Borrow. They don't give them back to you, though. So well, no. The, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're using them. It's, uh, we talked about something like that last week. I think it's called folding at home. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I didn't hear your, unfortunately, I didn't hear your broadcast, so I'm thinking about uh, installing that. Yeah. Uh, but is there any down uh, downside to it? Because I have my uh, main desktop and got, got a couple older PCs that I could, you know, fire up and just let them. Climb. Yeah, let them do it. You know, I think there's no downside that I could tell you. Uh, basically, okay. it's only going to run when the machine is in uh, idle mode. You're going to okay. offer up your CPU cycles, and you're going to maybe solve... Uh, or help to solve this uh, coronavirus thing. They're talking about like petaflops of power that have been right. now applied to this, which is pretty amazing. And this started out with things like SETI, you know, way right. back when the search for extraterrestrial life. You could actually do uh, an analyzation of a chunk of of uh, audio that was collected out of deep space, and your your computer would be assigned to it. You'd process it and find the answer. This folding at home is again trying to help. Uh, solve this whole coronavirus thing using uh, all of our computers so it's a good thing to try all right one other quick question in regards to that is it something that if you need to uninstall it it's like an app that you can see out there and you can just uninstall it if you need to yeah i mean it's it's not going to be malicious in, in any way and if right. you need to uninstall it you can uh be careful make sure you get it from the right source right there's a lot of bad guys out there that are leveraging covid well, what I'm looking at, I'm pretty sure, is the the real source. It's called uh, their website's called foldingathome.org. Right, that is correct. Okay, all right. Uh, but people will actually Google something and put in, you know, right. The, the, the wrong information will come up, and you'll end up working for the bad guys mining cryptocurrency or something. Right. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate hey. you. Thank you, and good, Bye-bye. and uh, thanks for helping out. Uh, definitely worth doing, guys. Is uh, if you've got. You know, your CPU is just sitting there and you want to have it do some work. You can go ahead to folding at home and have it start help process the mystery of COVID. Um, it's a good it's a good thing. Um, so we don't have enough time necessarily to take a call, but we're going to we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. John in West Hartford. Hang on. We'll get to your calls after the news break. Everything we've talked about already has been posted live by Mike G. It uh, goes over to Computer Talk with Tab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, everything we talk about will get into your news feed. And believe it or not, we are working on doing a Facebook live stream. Uh, we weren't ready for this broadcast, but maybe in the next broadcast or so, we will be live streaming uh, through uh, WTIC's Facebook page. Um, so you can see our why we're on radio. We both have faces for radio, right, Bob? I mean, your wife wouldn't agree, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll be live streaming this program and see how that goes on uh, Facebook Live. We expect to do it by next Saturday. I'm very close to having all the equipment set up. So stick around. Uh, we'll be here till 11 o'clock. Everything we talked about posted live for you by Mike G. We appreciate what he's doing for us out there. And uh, 
We're going to be here for you until 11 o'clock. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Oh, one thing I did want to bring up before we go to the bottom of the hour. I took a virtual real estate tour. My wife and I are looking to plan our, our escape of Connecticut in the future someday. And uh, we were looking at property remotely. The, the real estate agent used Zoom and actually walked us through the property remotely. So the technology, you know, you don't even have to be there anymore. You can have your agent go ahead and walk walk through the property with you, and you can look at it from the comfort of your home. I mean, we were remote. My wife was like, all right, turn left, turn right, take a look up there, look it down there, check out the cabinets, and uh, worked out beautifully. With high-definition technology these days uh, and simple Zoom application, you can do a lot of stuff remotely. So uh, we're going to step out for a quick break. Feel free to get online during the news, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We are live from the hermetically sealed Tab Computer Systems Radio Studios in lovely East Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, we're doing our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, so we'll uh, get right to your calls. I, I, I don't have the call board here, so I'm looking at um, thinking that John in West Hartford, are you still there? John? Yes, I am. All right, sir. What can, morning. What can we do for you? Um, I'm a fairly recent uh, upgrade to Windows 10 uh, from a Windows 7. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what's happening is when I boot up, um, well, let me back up. I'm a Comcast customer, so I use McAfee, All right. uh, which is free, you know, comes with your subscription. Hmm. Um, but when I boot up, uh, every time I do, I'm getting a, uh, a message saying that uh, the computer's trying to open up a file called .gyjrou, uh, G-Y-J-O-R-U. And it doesn't know how to handle the file, so it's looking for Windows to tell me how do you open that file type? Of course, I don't open it because uh, yeah. I'm not sure what kind of file it is. But it happens every boot up. So G Y A R U. Dot G Y J O R U. G Y J. And I haven't been able to find anything about it, but <clears throat> McAfee is reporting a conflict because of two antivirus programs running, and I'm wondering: is it when is this because of Windows Defender and McAfee? Should I shut one off versus the other, or is it really a virus file that hasn't been handled? You know. Yeah. So I did some searching. I can't find anything on that file at all. Okay. Um, I'll tell you also that Windows Defender should have already automatically turned itself off by detecting McAfee on your system. Um, it, 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 no, it, it appears like they're both active. Now, hmm. Windows is not reporting a conflict, but McAfee reports the conflict saying due to more than one virus program, um, you know, there's going to be problems. So okay. I was wondering, um, A, uh, how to verify Windows is, is off. Do you recommend me just sticking with the McAfee since it's a paid subscription or... Yeah. Or do you, do you think the Windows Defender is a better route? It's not. Windows Defender is not a better route anymore. We used to recommend that free stuff on the operating system long ago, but it's like the fox guard in the hen house as far as I'm concerned. You really can't have Microsoft <laughs> to be trusted to check the to see if you've got any problems with Microsoft. Um, so I would turn off Defender, let your McAfee run the show. You should always let a paid antivirus these days run the show. Now, it can't you if you got McAfee that's great. We don't recommend, you know, 
things like Kaspersky or Avast. These are these are antivirus companies out of Russia and the Czech Republic. Those those in the old days, you know, we were a little lax, but now we have to think a little twice about it. Um, so McAfee is definitely a good option. Webroot is a good option. There's other um, American manufacturers of antivirus that you can we can link as well. But don't run both. Turn okay. off the uh, Defender. It should be easy enough to turn off right there in your security tab. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we, we're, Bob's working on a link here for you too, right, Bob? Yep. He's and got a way to permanently. Terms of that file, you couldn't find it, so I probably shouldn't. I mean, but every time I turn on the computer, it's trying to open that file, so I, I don't know what the heck that's, you know. Gonna... Yeah. So you're going to have to go to your startup menu uh, yeah. to try to find out what is kicking off that file. I can find nothing relating to that word or that that bunch of characters you gave us mm. the closest thing have it has to do with a japanese girl <laughs> g-y-a-r-u <laughs> so uh, this is very bizarre i don't know what that file is or uh, something in your startup is trying to to run something but it's not running yeah um, well, i'm not letting it every time i say no don't try to open it right um, so if you go to your startup menu um within windows 10 and see what's running in startup Mm-hmm. Uh, you could find that there's something being called uh, that somehow relates to this, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, okay. By doing a Google search and not even coming up with the word, it's kind of bizarre. Okay. You know? I, I, I will look for that. I had one other quick question, and, sure. and it can be answered on a link if possible. Okay. Um, a while back, I had tried to set up the DNS um, that you guys had recommended. Open DNS. Open DNS, yeah. yeah. And I have basically gone out and bought my wireless gateway versus renting it. Yeah. And when I went through the process, and this is going back, it wouldn't let me complete it because they said some of the control settings were controlled by Comcast. Now, I believe last week you mentioned that it can be done at the PC level, even if I can't configure my gateway. Is that the best way to go? Um, yeah, that's a way to go. But if you bought your own router, Comcast should have no control. So the the Comcast box that's plugging into your own wireless router, uh, once you've got your own device, they have no power there. Okay. So all I'm guessing, though, is that what could be happening is you're connecting to the wireless interface that that Comcast is offering you with the box they've given you as well. So if you're connecting to the wrong SSID, the Comcast SSID versus your the John SSID, then you then that's your problem. But if you've got your own device. Comcast has no power, and basically your router will hand out IP addresses, which are the local addresses like 192.168.1. Along with your open your open DNS IP addresses, so there should be nothing that they are have any power to stop you doing. Period. Uh, but yes, in a pinch, if you're having trouble figuring it out, you could always put the open DNS settings in, in each individual system. But I want you to protect your phones. I want you to protect your people who come into your home automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when they log into your Wi-Fi, so you, I think you just got to do a little more work on your um, DHCP settings, uh, DHCP server settings within that firewall, uh, because you're missing something. Okay. You know, um, if I can go back and look for the previous links, I think I might try to go, you know, from scratch to try to yeah get that process going. And we all got nothing to do, so what the hell? Default your firewall, right? <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> If the links are available or if he could put it back up, it would be greatly appreciated. We'll link it again. It's always good to have OpenDNS on there. Awesome. I appreciate your time, and uh, I'll let the next person move in. All right, John. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Yep, you too. 
And uh, all right, so let's go on to uh, Rich in Glastonbury next. Hey, Rich. Taking my call, I really enjoy listening to your show. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, I, I have two separate questions. Um, I have a, a Samsung TV, yep. which works very well. And then I have a Memorex DVD VHS player, huh. which is built in 2008, but it's like brand new. A friend of mine gave it to me. Mm. But the problem I'm having, the uh, cables that came with the Memorex, they're red, yellow, and white. Yeah. And I look at the connection points on the Samsung, they don't match. Right. They're, they're different colors. Right. So I don't know how to hook it up. And somebody mentioned, well, maybe I could use a uh, USB port, but I wasn't too sure no. how to do it or how to hook it up. you got to adapt it. You have to adapt the red, uh, yellow, and uh, white connections okay. over to your component video, which is what you're looking at, which is like the red, green, blue. So you need to go to a company like Cables and Connectors on the Berlin Turnpike. Okay. And if there, if a thing exists that will adapt the uh, the red, white, and yellow connections over to component video or to any other interface on that Samsung, they'll have it. Um, and then once you've adapted it, there you go. Because your, 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 your DVD player, though, is not really going to put out very good signal. Those, those are all low-definition connections, the red... Uh, yellow and white connections are all low definition. So okay. once you get it connected to your nice TV, you're going to be like, wow, this stinks. Hmm. Um, That's why he gave it to you for free, by the way. Oh, no, he's he's a good friend that he just uh, had it in storage and wasn't, yeah. wasn't using it. But um, would they know the connections to make to the TV? Like, should I bring the yeah. uh, the manual with me so they could sure. look at it? You bring a manual, man. Geeks like us love manuals. Yeah. The only manual I could get was online. Yeah, that's normal. Uh, nobody nobody sends them out anymore. Yeah, but it's like fifty pages long, so it's it's pretty long. Well, just print out the pages are having to do with the interfaces. Okay. Just that's all you need to do. Go to bring up the PDF on your computer and only print those pages relating to the uh, inputs. Okay. So they would then match the correct cables that would go from the uh, the recorder to the TV. Correct. Okay. How if about, they exist. How about using a USB? Would that work? Well, again, a USB input might work. It all depends on the interface, if you can get the the intermediate, the cable that would go in between. Uh, but generally, USB uh, on the TV side, I don't think it'll, is not, it's not probably not going to work that way. You want to use uh, HDMI or component video, whatever you've got for your video inputs. USB is probably not there. Okay. Right, Bob? I can't think of a USB interface. No, I, it would have to be specific to your equipment. Yeah. Okay. You know, because it used to be so easy with the older TVs. Yeah. The, the colors would match. I would just plug it in. Right. And it would well, work within 2008 seconds. is a long time ago, bud. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was our last crisis period, right? Yeah. That was the, you know, that was that was the last crash or de dealt with the last crisis. Well, this, this could be a crash uh, player then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and again, I don't think you're going to be too happy when you get it working, anyways. I mean. Okay. It's not going to be very high definition. If you really want to get a, a good connection these days, just, you can get cheap DVD players for almost nothing. Yeah, I, I have a lot of good tapes, though, and I could convert ah. them over. Okay. But I said if I could get this working, I'll just use it. And if not, I'll just convert them over. All right. Uh, thank you. And, and I, could I ask a second question also? Uh, we got to put you on hold. we got to take a break or Matt's going to yell at me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'll put you on hold there and get to your calls. A couple more uh, lines open. Hey, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back.
And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We are back. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And uh, we'll go back to Rich. You had a second question. You there, Rich? Thanks for uh, taking me back. Yeah, sure. Uh, second question is, this is on my computer. Mm-hmm. And I went on the computer yesterday morning, and what happened, a screen came up, and it said uh, they can't connect the problem connection to the Internet. So it had several other screens I went through to do troubleshooting, which I went through, and mm-hmm. it still didn't work. So I called Cox Communication. I spoke with two different technicians, and they went to the second level, their higher-level technician. Mm-hmm. So he went through several tests also, and he still couldn't get it to work, and he felt it was the modem. Yeah. So I went over to the Manchester store. They gave me a new modem. Yeah. I gave him the old one. And I didn't hook up the new one yet. And the question I have when I hook up the new one, are there any things I should be concerned about with the new modem hooking it up? Well, you've got to give them the MAC address. I'm sure they told you that. You're going to have to call them and give them the MAC address of the modem. Okay. Now, before you hook it up, you know you don't have to rent it from them, right? I, I know, but what I like is the support. Um, I'm probably intermediate-level computer person. Yeah, and I like to be able to call somebody to get uh, answers. I hear you. Like when I call you guys, I always get good answers. Yeah, well, Um, we appreciate that. But just if you think about it, you still did all the work yourself. I know. You went out and got a modem. You went over to the store, gave them a modem, plugged it in. The thing about internet problems, ninety-nine percent of the time, all you got to do is reboot the modem. All right. (laughs) So if it's an internet problem, your the support they're going to give you for quote unquote for free is pretty minimal, right? Um, the moment you ask them for anything else besides the, their service, they're going to start charging you. Yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't charge yet, but no. the, the, the price of the modem did go up. It went from 8 a month to 11 a month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and there is no choice. There's nothing in between. And it's, no. Uh, either got to pay that or you don't get the modem. It, it, or you don't get the service. Well, so you can buy your own modem. Yeah, go buy your yeah. own modem for fifty bucks or sixty bucks at Staples, and you'll be you'll be whole in six months. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still thinking about that, but I think for now I'm just going to do the hookup for now and see what right. happens. But yeah, sure. But is, is there anything I have to be careful about? Because no. I could probably call them for questions also. There really is nothing you have to be careful about. Just okay. take a look at how your current one is connected. All right. And note the MAC address. All right, they're gonna. There's probably a big sticker with that MAC address on there because you're gonna have to call them, and they're gonna allow that device to connect to their network. Okay. If you don't call, that's something you have to do no, no matter whether you buy your own modem or if you're using theirs. Yeah, because eventually I'm gonna look into getting one because it uh, eleven dollars a month adds up pretty quickly. Yes, it does. Yeah. Couldn't you do something with eleven bucks a month somewhere else? Oh yeah. Right. Well, and all you're doing is paying them to connect to their system. I know. I know. I, I guess what happens, we become kind of so accustomed to doing something we just keep doing it right but you add up all these fees and you add up the extra taxes and costs i know i mean not to mention yeah you're going to pay sales tax on that thing too so not it's only 11 bucks but you're also paying the governor to rent your modem you're paying for that modem that you're renting for them twice the cost every year plus tax (laughs) yeah i know and it and it does keep going up too yeah there's no they could they could really set it to whatever they want yeah but uh all right, I want to I want to thank you. Uh, yeah. You're both very helpful, and I hope we uh, all stay healthy. Your audience and uh, everyone that listens to you. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, thank all you right. again. You're Bye. welcome. Let's go on to Keith in Manchester next. Hey, Keith. 
Hey, Eric, how are you? Doing fine. How are you, sir? Good. Should I put my gloves on for this phone call? Ah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you got to do, whatever keeps you sane. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you know, staying on the same theme, I actually want to stop uh, paying Comcast 14 bucks a month to rent my uh, three-in-one, I guess it's called, you know, for voice, internet, and um, uh, cable. Yeah. Um, so I, I have uh, a knowledgeable friend that has recommended uh, that I get a uh, Netgear Nighthawk, I think it's C7-100V, um, and then the previous caller was talking about, uh, you were talking about just getting something for 50 bucks. I'm looking around, the, the one that uh, I'm looking at is not 50 bucks. As a matter of fact, it went up 27 bucks in the last week or so. Mm. Um, but it, it, because I have voice, internet, and cable, do I need that more robust, uh, I'm saying robust, I don't know what it does, <laughs> um, device? Uh, you might. So if it needs to support the, the actual voice line, then you need right. a device that will handle all those things. I'd tell you to get rid of that voice line, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, right. Just go to your cell phone. You already probably have enough cell phones in the house. But, uh, yes, you'll need a device that will handle all those technologies, and it will cost you more. So that's basically a modem, a router, all built in, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so get, oh, go ahead. I was going to say a modem by itself is about 50 60 bucks. So most people, okay. sep- most people have the two separate devices, the modem, which connects you to the inter- to the to the uh, broadband company, and then your own router firewall. Yours is all right. built in. That's why it's more expensive. Okay, great. So then, uh, c- can I expect? And maybe you don't know this, based on the device I have. Can I expect better performance in the house when I have my own uh, device, or does that not matter? It, well, yeah, you could. Um, it all depends on how good the Wi-Fi radios are. You know how powerful they are. So all you right. might see a better benefit from that from them versus your old one. Sure. Um, so then it gets to the third question. We have three people in the house working from home now. Yep. And um, one of the things, I, I, I've been doing remote calls with a lot of people are video conferencing, and one of the guys pixelates all the time, and suddenly it's great. Hey, what did you do? He said, I bought a Wi-Fi extender hmm. um, and a little Netgear plug-in uh, type of thing. Yeah. Uh, any opinions on those things? And uh, before you answer, should I first uh, dump the one I have, quit paying the rental, buy the new one, see how it works? Then worry about an extender. Correct. Uh, that's the way you would approach it. If the the new routers these days are really very powerful, I, I replaced mine at home. I put a link up there for you as far as what I chose. Now mine's just okay. a router Wi-Fi device, but like I, I joke, you know, my hair is blown back by the by the <laughs> Wi-Fi signal. Um, so yes, check out what you get first, see how well it covers your home, and then if you need to extend the technology or the Wi-Fi broadcast, then get a similar make of Wi-Fi extender or Wi-Fi device that will allow for that extension to occur seamlessly. So I'm sure Netgear has devices that you can place within your home that will pick up the signal and, and throw it further, or it will interface through your, your power, all sorts of ways to extend that within your network. So your guy on the other right. end had a poor connection. He tried to he improved it with what he did. That and, sounds good. Yeah. And one last question, as you're mentioning uh, dumping uh, the phone, uh, what's your opinion on Magic Jack? Magic Jack is great. Uma is great. Both of those devices work the same way. They're voice over IP technology. Um, you would not have to pay. All you would end up paying is the FCC charges on your on your uh, line. So it's right. all free. And, and so if I buy that new device that has three in one and supports voice, um, and I get rid of voice, no big deal. I've just spent more money than I need to, but right. uh, I can still use that same device. Yeah. Yeah. Great. 
Listen, yes. you're helpful as always. I, I love the show, and uh, thanks very much. My pleasure, sir. Good luck. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. So, yeah, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Uh, Bob and I here at the uh, Tab Computer Systems Radio Studio in East Hartford, Connecticut. It is hermetically sealed, so we are safe. Uh, feel free to get online during the news, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Also, everything we talked about was posted live by Mike G. over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. Go check out our live links. And if you follow us on Facebook and like us at Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed. We'll be right back. <laughs>